Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 60-6-0, Steve. I can't believe we've done 60 episodes already, man. Can you believe it? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a lot of episodes. That's, that's, that's surprising. That's a lot of, a lot of us talking. And for a lot some of talking, reason, yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, people keep listening. So we, we great, greatly appreciate, you know, every one of you that listen to us on, you know, a weekly basis. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, for, you know, just giving us a listen and sharing us with others. But, guys, we've got a very big game uh, on our hands this Saturday as our UAB Blazers uh, travel down to Huntington, West Virginia, to take on the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, game time will be 2.30 p.m. Central Time, uh, airing on CBS Sports Network. But, as always, um, make sure that you get your radios out because beginning at 1.30 on Jocks 94.5 FM, you can listen. Listen to David Crane, Steve Irvine, Trey Ragland, and Landrum Roberts get, gets us started with the pregame. Um, but Steve, uh, you know, just a few months ago, back in December, uh, we were in Huntington for a very big game, and I got a feeling that those uh, people in Huntington are going to be uh, remembering what happened just those few months ago. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's certainly an emotional weekend. Anyway, they have the. Um, you know the the anniversary of the of the plane crash. It's always a emotional time for for him there. Uh, you know anyway, and you know a little revenge thrown in there, a little um, playing for to stay alive in the East, or you know uh, kind of hold pace in the East. Uh, and it's there's a lot of emotions that are going to go into this, and that's going to you know that's going to be something that um, you know UAB is really going to have to to handle well and 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 match as well as they can. Yeah, no doubt. And guys, also in just a few minutes, um, I'll uh, roll my interview that I did with uh, Grant Trailer uh, from the Herald Dispatch out in Huntington, West Virginia. You know, he does a great job uh, covering our martial athletics, so it was great to you know take a for him to take a few minutes and uh, talk with me uh, with some uh, you know about some martial and UAB action. Uh, but let's face it, Steve. I mean, this is this is gonna be another tough test for UAB. You know, this is a uh, a team that does return a lot of people from that uh, 2020 team. Uh, they kept that, you know, they got a new coach, uh, Charles Huff, uh, took over for Doc Holliday this year in his uh, first year at Marshall. Uh, those, you know, that name might sound familiar is that, you know, he was an associate head coach under, uh, Nick Saban at Alabama and a running backs coach, a very, uh, very good recruiter and showing already that he's a good coach. Um, the quarterback's the same Grant Wells. Uh, let's talk a little bit about him just to start things off. Uh, um, and, and then we'll get into that talented running back, the freshman running back. But uh, Grant Wells, uh, you know, 11 touchdowns already, uh, you know, kind of been an up and down season uh, for Grant Wells because he also does have uh, 11 interceptions. But he's already thrown for almost 3000 yards, Steve. I mean, the guy showing, you know, I mean, I, I guess still technically he's a freshman, even though, you know, we saw him last year. But due to the whole COVID season, you know, he was uh, he didn't lose that year of eligibility. But. I mean, he looks just as good as he was, uh, you know, last year when we saw him. I just hope that we can, you know, force him into some bad mistakes like we were able to do in December last year. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the key. I mean, it'd be the key is getting pressure on him and key, and getting him uncomfortable and getting him, you know, out, out of a rhythm. You know, you don't want him to throw himself into a rhythm early. Right. I think that's what that was was so good in the in the championship game is, is you know kept him from getting in rhythm early and it just it you know it played with his head now he was coming off and you know an awful not awful outing against rice but uh yeah but you know i i think that that's the one thing with grant when grant when you know the good grant wells is pretty darn good you know the yeah. the um the mistake 
prone Grant Wells can get you beat. I mean, you know, he's just uh, he's he's young, um, got a lot of talent. Trusts himself. You know, sometimes maybe trusts himself a little too much if that's possible. You know, a lot of guys. You know, a lot of the great guys. You know, a lot of the great quarterbacks are like that. They sometimes they trust themselves a little too much so they can make a throw that's not really there. But um, you know, the key is you know got got to get him to make some mistakes. You know, and um, but in in the same sense, you, you've got to respect him in the sense that um, you know that he's going to make some plays too. So um, you know, I think that's that's the one thing. Like I said, a good Grant Wells is is as good as anybody in the conference probably. Um, but um, you know. You just got to get him uncomfortable, get him questioning, get him thinking. And, and, and doing that, you got to have to win up front. Yes. Going to have to get some pressure out the edge. Going to have to get some pressure up the middle. Going to have to, you know, maybe bring some guys sometimes. But just get him, you know, get him flustered, get him, you know, get him thinking, you know. And, and um, you know, I think that's what they did. I know that's what they did, in, uh, you know, last, you know, in the championship game. And, and hopefully they can do it again. Yes, no doubt. And I hope, too, that, you know, we can get Alex Wright, you know, back for this game. I don't know yet. Um, I did listen to the coaches show uh, Monday night uh, where, uh, you know, Coach Clark, you know, said that, you know, he just wasn't able to go last week um, against uh, Louisiana Tech. But they're trying to, you know, get him back and hopefully get some other guys back, too, uh, for this Marshall game. Because, I mean, this is a huge game. You know, if UAB, like we've said in previous episodes, UAB still controls its own destiny to uh, get to that Conference USA Championship. You know, they have they have to win this game and win the two after that to get to the Conference USA Championship game. This is a winnable game. As, as talented as Marshall is, you know, UAB was able to do it um, in the 2020 Championship game in Huntington. And, you know, that was the first time that our Blazers, uh, you know, were able to get a victory in Huntington. But, you know, we prove we can do it, and let's hope that we can do it again. Uh, but definitely going to need to, you know, like you just said, get some pressure up front, um, especially on the edge, um, you know, with Kelly Sanders and, So um, I guess, you know, let's look at those talented <laughs> uh, skill position players that uh, Marshall has that Grant Wells, you know, loves to go to. Uh, we know all about, you know, Xavier Gaines. Uh, we saw him last year and we even saw him play a little quarterback, too, in that championship game. Uh, but very talented tight end who, you know, will play in the next level. Uh, Gamage, you know, that's another guy that they love that uh, Grant Wells loves to throw to. Um, he's got 51 catches in the year for 639 yards. Um, but, you know, him, look out for him. And also Willie Johnson, you know, he's got uh, three touchdown catches on the season uh, for for Marshall. But let's talk about that talented running back, you know, Rasheen Ali, who has 17. This is not a typo. 17 rushing touchdowns also has I believe he's got one receiving. touch. Yeah, one receiving touchdown. So he he accounted for 18 total touchdowns in the year which I, if it doesn't lead the nation, it's got to be up there um, in, in the stats. But I, I thought, you know, when we were getting them this year, you know, I remember their talented running back, Steve, that they had last year, Brendan Knox. And I was like, well, OK, well, maybe they'll fall off a little bit at the running back position. And my goodness, Rasheen Ali, this freshman, comes in and he just looks, you know, as explosive as Knox was last year when we had to face him. Yeah, I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, there's no doubt. And I think they're even a little surprised. I mean, I knew they, <laughs> they, they knew it was going to be good, but I don't think they knew it was going to be this good. Um, but, you know, again, it, it, a key on Saturday is 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 limiting what, what he does. You know, if you can limit yes. what he does, if you can take that away and, and make Grant Wells beat you 
and get after Grant Wells at the same time. I know that's what, those are big things to say, but that's exactly what they did last in the championship game. Yep. I mean, took Brendan Knox just totally out of the game. Now, I think the play callers took him out of the game a little bit too. I don't think they committed to Brendan Knox as much as they should have. And, um, you know, we'll see if they do that again Saturday. Uh, same offensive coordinator. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, but um, you know, if you can make them – one dimensional, uh, you know, and, 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 and again, that, like, you know, you went over, I mean, they've got some really dynamic playmakers on the outside and Xavier Gaines, And, you know, I mean, they, they've got some really, really good receivers there. So, you know, it's, it's easier said than done to, to you know, to, to limit them, uh, you know, to shut them down, uh, you know, shut down the passing game, uh, or, you know, to, 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 to say the passing game has to beat us, you know, um, because it's, you know, I mean, there, there's some guys, but if you can get them one-dimensional and and take away that run game, that's going to be huge, you know, and and, and, and it converts on the same side. You know, if you can run the football, I mean, I think the team that runs the football that establishes a run on Saturday is is, is going to be the one that wins this thing. I mean, I, I really agree. do. I think there's going to be some big plays made in the passing game, but, but I do think that the team that can run the football best on Saturday, you know, wins this game. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with that statement, Steve. And, and let's talk about that uh, running game, our, our rush defense for Marshall, for that matter. Like, they don't seem to be as stout as they were, at least statistically, uh, compared to the 2020 Marshall Thundering Herd defense. They're still good. But the good thing for UAB is that they're giving up over 209 yards on the on the ground per game. So that's got to bode well. For UAB and, you know, Dwayne McBride, Jermaine Brown, and Lucia Stanley, especially coming off of the game that we just had against uh, Louisiana Tech, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, obviously, but but I do think they, they, they're they better up, you know, they're better defensive. Their defense is better defending the run than their, their stats show. And sometimes stats lie a little bit. And, hey, they, you know, they struggle at times. But I'm telling you, they still got a lot of playmakers up there, and they still got some guys up front that are solid. Um, so, you know, um, I don't always rely on, I mean, each game's different, you know, and if, if they come to play and, you know, you don't play well and, um, you know, up front, then they can shut, you know, they can, they can do it. I mean, they, they've got the ability to do it. They've got the talent. Um, they just got to go out and do it and hopefully they don't do it this week. (laughs) You know, hopefully, hopefully I would love to see the same thing we saw last week. You know, I would love to see, you know, just, just pound and pound and pound, uh, you know, obviously have you know, a huge game from Dwayne McBride and, and uh, you know, just, just keep, keep running at him. I mean, that'd be great. Um, and that's going to be the hope. I mean, that, you know, certainly that's the hope you know, that, that you can do that. And, um, and they're going to try to do that. I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of it dictates on how they line up, but, but still, I mean, they're, they're, the UAB will commit to the run at some point early to see what they can do. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see. And, and I think it's certainly capable, you know, it depends on some health up front and, uh, you know, how much depth they have up front, you know, with, with Riker, see what, you know, if he's coming back, I'm not sure what he did last week. Uh, yeah. you know, but, but that, cause that, that takes away some of the, some of your depth with the, you know, and some of your ability to go the jumbo thing with, with Jacoby Jones, who does that so well, Another, you know, they'll put Trey, Trey Badosky in that role and I'm sure he'll do fine. But that's just a role that Jacoby Jones really, really does well. But if you know, but if you need him to play, you know, guard this week, then that's what he's going to do. You know, and, and so 
uh, but we'll see, you know, and, 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 and that was the one thing that I love so much about the championship game. And I hope I'm saying the same thing on Sunday when we talk mm-hmm. is I just love the way that, uh, both, both fronts, a uh, UAB just dominated that game, right. you know, and, and I hope, I hope we're talking about the same thing. Don't know if we will be, but I hope, <laughs> uh, but I hope we are, you know I mean? That's, 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 that's the hope going in, dominate that game and, and, you know, let the guys, uh, you know, do the work. Yeah, I definitely hope so as well, Steve. Um, this, the, yeah, I mean, we've said it a couple times already. You've said it. This game is going to be won or lost on the line of scrimmage. Um, I do want to just just watching the FAU film uh, that Marshall Marshall beat FAU in Boca last week, uh, twenty eight to thirteen. But I will say that the Marshall, you know, they've got four guys that they play up front on the defensive line. They pretty much always have four guys up front there that are really good. But what FAU was able to do with Ford, their running back. They were able to get him, and I can't remember the backup running back's uh, name, but they were able to get both of them to the edge, and every time that Ford was able to get to the edge, he was at least good for, you know, seven, eight yards and, and you know, occasionally busting a couple um, long runs um, outside the edge. Now, granted, he did uh, have a fumble on one of those, but that was just something I was thinking that if we can get, you know, obviously we're going to want to pound it with Dwayne McBride, and he's great, you know, off of contact, getting a few more yards right after contact. Um, but if we can get Jermaine Brown, you know, with his speed and try to get him on the edge, I would think that, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, Vincent and uh, company's talking about trying to do this Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I think last year in the, in the championship game, beat him a lot without that, you know, with the outside zone you know, blocking mm-hmm. stuff. And, and, and I think that's what, you know, certainly going to be the plan coming in and, and, you know, not only Jermaine Brown, Dwayne McBride could get that edge. I mean, oh, yeah. he, you know, he, 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 you know, especially in the outside zone blocking and, you know, so I think you're going to be, a, you're going to see a lot of that, um, that ha- they haven't run the outside zone quite as much as they did last year. You know, that they really committed to it last year, uh, you know, but, but it's there, you know, and, and they have run it. It's just, you know, they really committed to it last year. I, I felt, and uh, yeah. so, you know, I mean, they have that there and they have guys that can get to the edge, including, you know, Lucia Stanley. And, um, so yeah, I think that's going to have to be, you know, part of what, what they're going to do, you know, um, but I, but I don't think that they can, you know, be, be as one dimensional as, um, as saying, Hey, that's what we, you know, we all, that's all we can, you know, let's, let's really concentrate on that. I think it's got to be, you know, kind of an all around type thing. And, And that's the other thing is I think Dylan Hopkins really, really needs to have his best game. Yes. I mean, I, I think he needs to be, he needs to be in a position where he's taking advantage of whatever he has to take advantage of. And if that means, you know, that means hitting some deep balls that he hasn't been hitting, he's got to do it. If that means, you know, hitting an open receiver and not overthrowing them, he's got to do it. If that, you know, if that means throwing the ball away, you know, feeling the pressure, feeling that internal clock and getting rid of the ball and not taking an eight yard sack, he's got to do that. I mean, you know, that's something he really struggled, especially last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's, he's got to have a better sense of, you know, I, we got to live to play another down, you know, instead of just trying to sit back there and hopefully somebody comes open and then you're, you know, then you're sacked for, you know, like I say, an eight yard loss and you're behind the chains and you're in trouble. Um, so, you know, I think he's got to really be sharp, you know, and he's got to help, you know, in the running game too, which he's capable of, he's capable of doing both those things. He's capable of being very sharp. Um, and, you know, and uh, what I like is his experience now, you know, he's seen a lot of different things now, you know, as a starting quarterback. Um, now this is a little different of, 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 of probably anything he's seen as a starter, you know, yeah. uh, really, I mean, you know, is, um, you know, coming into an atmosphere like he's going to have to come into because, 
you know, they don't, they don't sell out every week, but they, I bet they sell out this week you know, yeah. are, are, are pretty darn close to it. And, um, you know, and you're going to have, you know, cold weather, you're going to have rainy weather. It looks like, um, at least at, at some point, you know, uh, so you, you know, it, it, there's a lot going against you right here. And, and um, you know, it really needs to be, uh, really needs to be sharp, you know, and, and the receivers really need to find a way to get open and they got to catch the football. They can't have any, you know, key drops. Um, you know, I mean, this, you know, you don't have, you, you know, you, you certainly not going to take a perfect game because there's no such thing, but it, it's certainly, you know, but it's going to have to take, you know, one of their better efforts, you know, and, um, and that includes limiting, you know, extending drives, you know, limiting holding calls, lim- you know, yes. limiting whatever you can. I mean, you know, it, you've got to limit mistakes in every, in every area and that's including coaching and that's including every player, you know, and that's including the trainer or the uh, equipment guys putting the right cleats on them. I mean, I'm telling you, everybody <laughs> right. that goes on that trip's got to have, uh, got to, you know, got to have a big day. Yes, no doubt. I mean, this is, I mean, it's really a championship game because, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, UAB has to have this game uh, to stay in contention for that, you know, West yeah. Crown. Um, but it's a playoff game. Playoff. There's, there you there's go. a difference between a championship game and a playoff game. It's a playoff. It's the second round of the playoffs. There you go. Basically, is what it comes down to because you got to win all four. And so, uh, you know, second round of the playoffs and, uh, you know, the next two are going to be on the road. So, you, you know, you got to, uh, you got to, you, you got to find ways to win. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm confident. I mean, you know, I think, I think Marshall's a very good team. I think it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a lot of emotional stuff there. Uh, it's not going to be easy game to win for, for, by any stretch. No. Um, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm confident in this group. I think that they're, 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 they're a confident group. They're a group that's been plenty of times have been in situations where people didn't give them a chance and, uh, and, and found a way to win. And so I kind of think that that's sort of what your, you know, what your mindset is going into this one. You know, people don't give us a chance. Uh, now health, health is going to be, you know, is going to be a factor. I mean, there's, there's guys that you really need back. Alex, Wright is One of them, but you know, there's, there's a handful of guys that, you know, are right there in the doorstep of getting back that you really need back, you know, uh, you know, and it's a shame you don't have a few others, but, um, it is what it is. You know, you just got to go play, but, um, that, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a factor, but you know, you can't, you can't let, you can't worry about it. You know, you, the guys that play are going to have to play and, you know, I think they will. I mean, again, I feel, I feel good, uh, you know, about where they're at right now. Uh, we'll just see what happens on Saturday. No doubt, man. Well, guys, uh, like I said, Game's going to be at 2.30, but make sure you get your radios out at 1.30 to listen to pregame. Um, and, of course, the game will be aired on uh, CBS Sports Network if you guys are not making the trip up to Huntington, West Virginia. If you are, be safe travels and stay safe. Um, and without further ado, I will go ahead and roll my interview that I have with Grant Trailer. Um, and also, um, we'll be back a couple of days after the game to give you guys our recap episode of what happens down in Huntington. But as always, go Blazers. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast, where I am pleased to be joined by Grant Trailer, who's the sports editor of the Herald-Dispatch. Uh, Grant, how are we doing this evening, buddy? Ah, doing terrific. An exciting week all around. Basketball season starting, but most importantly, football season. And obviously, a, a very exciting matchup hitting 
the two representatives of the divisions in Conference USA from last season. It, it should be a great one in Heighton this week. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, you know, I know we, you know, just played to uh, the 2020 Conference USA Championship game, but hey, man, we might <laughs> meet up again uh, on December 3rd. You know, who who's to say? Um, but definitely a very pivotal uh, East versus West game uh, for both schools this Saturday afternoon in Huntington, West Virginia. And and I know, you know, you were telling me before we started recording that, you know, uh, Blazer fans, if, you, if you're making the trip up to Huntington, uh, definitely, you know, if you're Saturday night after the after the game, uh, check out the fountain ceremony. You know, Sunday, I believe Grant, you were telling me it was at two o'clock uh, local yes. time. Um, you want to tell Blazer fans uh, very quickly about uh, what's going on there? Yeah, I, um, for a short uh, short version of it, um, every season, uh, every year on November fourteenth, Marshall University turns off the memorial fountain. There's a fountain in the middle of campus that has seventy five rungs that shoot water into the fountain, one representing each life lost uh, in the 1970 Marshall plane crash. And uh, every year there's a ceremony that goes with it. They turn off the fountain. They lay roses on the fountain. Marshall's football team is involved with it. A very, very special ceremony and one that the entire Huntington community takes part in. So if, uh, if Blazer fans are coming up from Birmingham, obviously a very unique aspect to, uh, to the 75 game and, and it's a di- different atmosphere this weekend, as UAB fans will will surely note. But uh, definitely a unique experience for them, one that uh, is is you know not seen anywhere else in college football. So uh, definitely take that time. Uh, it might delay you getting home a, an hour or two from your you know noon checkout times or whatever. But I promise you, it'd be well worth it and a, a memory that would tie you uh, with Marshall's program forever as well. Yeah, definitely recommend uh, Blazer fans uh, making the trip up to Huntington. You know, if you're staying Saturday night, Sunday, you know, take take a few minutes and go over to the fountain ceremony. Check it out. Um, but, guys, um, Grant does a great job. Um, like I said earlier, you know, he, he's a sports editor for the Herald-Dispatch. He does a great job just covering Marshall athletics. Um, definitely give him a follow on Twitter at Grant Trailer. But, Grant, you know, we just mentioned we've got a huge game uh, this Saturday in Huntington. Uh, just off the top, um, what – you, you know, we've got a new coach, uh, Charles Huff, you know, takes over for Doc Holliday. And I mean, we're not we're not going to go into all the specifics about, you know, what happens uh, after the game or anything like that. But Charles Huff, you know, UAB fans should be familiar with. You know, he he was at Alabama. He was the associate head coach um, under Nick Saban, did a great job, a hell of a recruiter that, you know, you guys already know and already you're seeing that um, as he's recruiting very well um, for Marshall. But what kind of what can we expect uh, different out of this 2021 uh, Marshall squad than what we saw in December of last year in Huntington? Well, I think there's a few things that really stand out. One, you'll notice the energy of the coaching staff. Uh, Doc Holliday was an old school coach. Uh, You know, he, he was sort of that you know grit your teeth coach that that was just all about football, a very serious. Uh, you know, almost monotone, but very serious, very to the point coach. And and he was very successful also as a recruiter. Uh, his team saw success because of the talent he was able to lure to Huntington. Now you come back with Charles Huff, who's, you know, 20 to 25 years younger than Doc Holliday. He brings a different energy, a, a sort of a flair to uh, Marshall University. And, and it sort of has, has uh, rejuvenated the town, rejuvenated the community within the last few months uh, after he arrived in January. And I think you're starting to see that with his football team too, because early on in the season, they had a ton of energy. 
they use a high tempo scheme, so the the, the pace is going to be a lot quicker than what UAB saw last year. Whenever you know Grant Wells was struggling at quarterback and Marshall was trying to protect him a little bit by slowing things down with its rushing attack, uh, you're not right. going to see much this year. It's going to be high octane. They're going to use tempo to try and get the UAB defense uh, sort of out of sorts and, and sort of chasing the play. So uh, those are the two main things you're going to see. Another real key that that's going to be different is the use of motion within Marshall's offense. They they have the same offensive coordinator as last year and Tim Cramsey, but they've incorporated more motion. Uh, that sort of gets the defense sort of uh, gets their eyes shifting, gets them in the wrong place. And then Marshall tries to, you know, hit in the gaps where uh, where the motion might take out. So it's going to be interesting to see how UAB's defense, even though the personnel is going to look the same and the scheme is coming from the same guy, it's not necessarily the same offense that UAB faced in 2020. Right. Um, well, well, you mentioned him, uh, Grant Wells. Um, I, I'm, I'm very curious because, you, you know, looking at his stats and just off the couple games that I've uh, watched, you know, the FAU game, um, the app game, a couple others, um, he just really seems to be kind of inconsistent. Now, obviously, you know, he's still a freshman. Um, and we, we all know he was a freshman last year, but, you know, everybody gets the COVID year. What what can you tell us about Grant Wells's play, I guess, you know, so far this 2021 season? Because, like, you know, looking at the stats, 11 TDs, 11 interceptions, um, it's kind of either he's on or he's not. Um, but is, is there something more to that? Or what would you say? I would just say that Grant Wells is the ultimate guns. You know, and and that's one of the things when Charles Huff came in, he was putting the ball in Grant Wells hands. He he made that uh, definitive from the start. Uh, as soon as spring practice was over, he said that, you know, Grant Wells is my guy. He runs things at the tempo we want. We'll live with his mistakes. But he allows him the freedom. And Grant Wells has a very, very strong arm. Sometimes he trusts that arm too much, uh, yeah. which is in, into trouble in the red zone, which is where you've seen a lot of those interceptions happen. Uh, but at the same time, uh, he's a guy that can make plays. He's starting to let the game slow down for him, which has been crucial over the last few weeks. I think early on with the new motions and with the tempo, he got going so quick, uh, especially once things started to break down you know, against East Carolina, against App State, uh, that, that it sort of led into that Middle Tennessee loss that, that was just egregious and, and played in a rainstorm. Mm-hmm. But whether whether – uh, not being an, an excuse at all, but at the same time, the decision-making wasn't there, the playmaking wasn't there, and uh, the the two losses that preceded it sort of crept into his confidence. And obviously, from a mental side, this week is going to be huge for him as well because, you know, last year he didn't complete a pass in the first half against the UAB defense that, that basically right. didn't allow anything over the top and made him try to make decisions and be patient, which obviously uh, was not to his liking. So uh, it's going to be, there's a lot of little battles within the battle this week uh, for both sides, uh, both teams. And I think that it's going to be really interesting to see everything play out on the field on Saturday afternoon. Definitely. And I did find it kind of interesting in Charles, uh, in Charles Huff's uh, press conference this week for UAB, he mentioned uh, that, you know, he hasn't even really talked to the team at all about what happened last December in Huntington. You know, he's kind of, I think he made the statement like, you know, we're just going to leave that in 2020. You know, this is a new season. Both of these teams are, um, you know, not the same teams from last year. Um, but I, I felt that UAB kind of caught Grant Wells at, at a really good time, you know, coming off of that uh, game against Rice where he struggled uh, 
mightily throwing all those picks. Um, but uh, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing if our uh, you know guys up front can get to that backfield again and put some pressure on Wells early on and um, you know kind of mess with them a little bit. Um, but I did also want to talk about. It looks like the the main guy on that Marshall defense who's accounted for I believe eighteen touchdowns now, seventeen on the ground and one reception is uh, Rasheen Ali. And you know we number one Grant, <laughs> where did this guy come from? Because you know. We, we played uh, Brandon Knox last year, so, you know, when he's gone, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we should be good. Yeah, Marshall's on the schedule, but, you know, we should be good. And all of a sudden, this freshman comes out of nowhere, and he's, you know, just setting records. Like, where, where did Ali come from? Was it was he on the roster um, at all last year, redshirted, or was he – is this truly his, you know, redshirt year this year? No, he, he, was, uh, he was there last year, and they used him a little bit as a return man last year. Um, okay. But- just full disclosure, uh, last season, I felt like he performed just as well in the practices that we saw. And, and practices were open to the media a little bit more last year under Doc Holliday uh, than what they are now under Charles Huff. And mm-hmm. uh, we were able to see that in the preseason. And Rasheen Ali just had, you know, moments in the preseason practices where he would take things over. And and he had that burst, and you're like, okay, is, is this the defense playing bad, or is this just this kid kind of showing out? And you didn't really know what to expect. But but at the same time, you know, Brendan Knox decides to to leave and go to the NFL, and that opened up a battle. And what what people need to understand is this kid, he's, he's from Ohio. He was uh, not a highly touted running back, but he came to Marshall and, and really worked his tail off, and he went up in the preseason battle with Sheldon Evans, who was one of the most respected guys on Marshall's team. He was actually a team captain last year ahead of Knox. That's how respected that Sheldon Evans was, even though he was the backup, he beats out Sheldon Evans uh, for the spot and and has really flourished in his role, especially with this system. Um, And the one thing that I think that UAB will see this weekend, and and it's another major difference from last year is Rasheen Ali will be utilized as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Whereas Brandon mm-hmm. Knox, that was an area where he struggled. They didn't utilize it so much. So uh, that's going to be a critical aspect of this game, how UAB accounts for him out of the backfield. Um, because once he gets a step, he's he definitely, once he's in space, he's hard to bring down. And it's just another one of the statistical anomalies that you see when you look at this Marshall team. You've got a quarterback that's in the top, what, seven or eight in FBS football and passing. Right. Yet. He's only got 11 touchdown passes on the year, and he's all, you know, already up in the, I think, 27, 2800 yard range, maybe. So uh, at the same time, you've got Rasheen Ali on a team that throws the ball, you know, pretty much, you know, 60% of the time, yet he leads the nation in touchdowns and scoring. So <laughs> it's definitely an interesting dynamic when you look at Marshall's team. But uh, the critical aspect of that is Rasheen Ali's been utilized a lot more once Marshall gets in the red zone. And so that's that's one of the critical factors is, you know, Grant Wells arm sort of gets them into the scoring areas, but they they've tried to minimize Grant Wells uh, turnover ratio in the red zone by utilizing Rasheen Ali a little bit more. Definitely. And, and it's just going to be very interesting, you know, with this game Saturday, you know, even compared to last year's uh, championship game, you know, when you had Brandon Knox going against Spencer Brown to two of the mm-hmm. top running backs in the conference. And now here you are this year, you know, with uh, Rasheen Ali and then uh, Dwayne McBride, you know, two of the, you know, at the top of Conference USA and the running backs, you know, going at it again this this Saturday. Um, so definitely excited to see that. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about just this the skilled players at the, at the wide receiver position um, and, and tied in, of course, with Xavier Gaines. Um, I, you know, we saw him last year, and uh, I believe we saw him at the quarterback position a little bit um, towards the end of the first half. Um, but talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, in particular, uh, Corey Gamage and Willie Johnson. And I guess Willie Johnson in the return game. My God, like starting off that FAU game, returning the, you know, the opening kickoff 99 yards. Like, man, that guy's just very just shifty, quick. And just and I think also going back to Charles Huff's uh, presser this week, I think he had told him, you know, not to take that ball out of the end zone and then. Here, you know, he is. Uh, he takes it 99 yards and just, just crazy. I mean, can you can you talk a little bit about just Gamage and Johnson in particular? Yeah, Corey Gamage is a guy that's a matchup nightmare. When you think of, of his size, um, I'll, the first person that I think of, the first player I think of is Anquan Bolton. Uh, mm-hmm. Bolton was just a, a massive, and he was a little bit smaller. Uh, Bolton was a six-two, two-thirty receiver that could just bully people on routes and use his side to really screen off defenders and had strong hands. And that's what you're getting with Corey Gamage too. He's about six, three. There was one point that he was up to two forty five, and they made him lose weight because he came in a little bit out of shape. That was last season. He did a lot of job with coach Huff in this off season, getting with Ben Ashford, who's Marshall strength and conditioning coach. And, uh, coach BA really, uh, really put it to him and he came in about two twenty eight, and, and just, really is starting to turn a corner as a very good receiver and a matchup nightmare on the outside. Cause like I said, I mean, you can't coach six, four, two twenty eight. It's no. just possible. So um, he is going to be a focal point of this game. He's got to be able to uh, make some catches, some possession type catches, help out Grant Wells, because, you know, one thing that everybody points to Grant Wells last season, going over 10 uh, in the first half mm-hmm. again, but not a lot of people point out that four of those were drops by the wide receivers. It was, it wasn't the warmest night in Huntington. It was a little bit wet. It didn't, you know, that's one thing that I think that people really failed. And I think the game started with an out route out of the backfield and Gaines dropped it, which wasn't like him either. So Marshall's receivers have to do a good job against a very talented secondary of, of helping Grant Wells out. Obviously Corey Gamage is at the center of that. And uh, Willie Johnson has been a big playmaker for two years now. You know, last year, in terms of touches and, and yardage per touch, he led the herd. I think he was up in the 22-23 yard range, and they utilized him a lot more on on jet sweeps and end rounds and things like that, getting the defense to over-pursue and, and then running a reverse with him, and, and he's just he'd take off. No, you mentioned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. That was actually receiver Jaden Harrison, who's actually uh. – you know, step into his role too and and you're correct huff uh huff basically told us on tuesday you know that wasn't supposed to be brought out they wanted to sort of do the fair catch see how fau's alignments were on their kickoff return so that they could use that knowledge for the next return and harrison takes it 99 yards and gets some blocks so um definitely special teams going to be huge this week uh marshall's utilized it to its advantage the last couple weeks and that's really uh, really started to turn a corner. And Willie Johnson did have a huge punt return, and the punt return game has been big the last two weeks for Marshall as well. So uh, the return games are going to be critical. UAB is going to have to do a good job of, of coverage in that regard. And obviously Marshall, you know, wants to use that to flip the field and, and help themselves out, which, you know, will, is essentially the field position game has been crucial during this four-game streak for the Herd. 
Uh, going back to the or going to the App State game was 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 that was Johnson involved in the fake uh, reverse or was that Harrison? Oh, the fake reverse. Let me see. I'm trying to think of which. That sounds like it would be a Willie Johnson play. I'm, yeah. I'm not quite uh, remembering which one, but normally whenever there's some some deviation or some plays, uh, Harrison hasn't exactly seen the field as much as a receiver he's been used more or less as a special team threat so i would say it was willie johnson on that got you now now going uh grant going real quick back to gamage uh, is it surprising that he doesn't have a touchdown reception yet or or i guess does that go back to what you were saying earlier you know like grant wells and, and the receivers getting getting the herd into the red zone on offense but when they get into the red zone it's more just ground and pound with ali or yeah, it it's kind of a weird scenario, really. Um, you look at it, and Gammage last year, I think against Middle Tennessee, he had two catches, uh, two touchdown catches, and and Wells went for uh, five touchdowns on that day and was named National Player of the Week. And that's when Well uh, Wells and Gammage really started to make the connection, and everybody was like, "Yeah, when they get in an intermediate situation, they can throw the fade up to Gammage." But it was yeah. funny; the tone was kind of set. The first game of the year against Navy, Marshall had receivers uh, tackled inside the five yard line on deep balls four different mm. times. And it, for whatever reason, like Wells even joked around about it that, you know, for whatever reason, they, they're not getting in the end zone. That that seemed to happen pretty frequently, but they've they've been able to manage uh, the deep ball and get inside the 10 yard line, which has set up that red zone offense to run with Ali or, you know, Wells has kept a few on fakes too to to get into the end zone. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can sort of get off that schneid and, and uh, really get into the end zone, get a deep ball uh, touchdown pass because they've had plenty of deep passes this year, but very few have gone for touchdowns. Yeah, that's definitely going to be something to look for, you know, who can, who can hit the big play, you know, and, you know, go back to last year's game, UAB was able to hit a couple of those, you know, big plays to Trace Rockshire to end up, you know, getting the victory in Huntington. So definitely something to watch for uh, again this Saturday. Uh, now, Grant, just uh, looking at the defense, um, I, it's it's not a bad defense, but it doesn't seem to be at least statistically as dominant as that uh, defense of last year, of the 2020 season. Is and Like I said, the stats aren't horrible, but it's almost like, would you say that this year's defense is like almost a bend, but don't break, like just – you know they'll they'll give up some yardage, but when when the when the opposing team gets opposing offense gets into their red zone, they kind of buckle down and try to force some field or a lot of field goals. Yeah, and that and that's another shift in variation is the fact that you know Marshall is gonna really bring it as far as pressure. They're they're much more uh, blitz heavy than what they were in 2020. Last year was more base defense and and sticking to the script and using the defensive front seven to really shut, uh, stuff the run. Now, because of the tempo on offense and because of the aggressive nature, they keep that on the defensive side of the football as well, and uh, they will bring pressure. It will open up some gaps. There will be some big plays had at times, but at the same time, uh, the run defense is going to be critical on Saturday. Obviously, yeah. Marshall's been up. Marshall has given up a lot of gash plays this year on the run uh, in the run game, and I actually wrote about that for tomorrow's paper. You look at uh, Dwayne McBride's four touchdowns last week, 
19, and 37, I think, just right off the top of my head, something right around that. So uh, it's one of those deals where Marshall is going to have to make sure to wrap up. Uh, they can't whiff on tackles. They can't get in one-on-one scenarios with McBride because he's such a strong runner. He'll just run through the tackle. And, and Marshall saw that a little bit against FAU before settling down the second half and really swarming to the football well. But um, Marshall's the interesting thing about Marshall's run defense is when you take out those chunk plays, There's they're getting hit for 20 and 30-yard runs normally three to four times a game. But whenever you take out those three to four plays in which somebody wasn't gap sound or somebody missed a tackle, the rest of the plays, Marshall is basically averaging 2.8 to 3.2, give or take, each game whenever they really lock in. So they are stopping the ball. The The stats are a little bit deceiving in that regard as far as, uh, you know, on paper it'll look like they've, I mean, they've given up 200 yards rushing in six of nine games. Yeah. But a lot of that's been the chunk play. So from a, a statistical perspective, 80% of the time Marshall's doing a good job against the run. It's just those, you know, five or six plays a game in which they're giving up big runs. But against a team as sound as UAB, you give up five or six plays like that, McBride will take it to the house, and you're staring at, you know, a, a three-touchdown deficit before you even blink. So it, that's going to be one of the key factors of this weekend's game. Definitely. And looking at the uh, that front on that defensive unit for Marshall, especially that front four um, for Marshall, um, you know, they've been <laughs> very dominant, you know, up front this year. You know, they've been able to get to opposing quarterbacks as well, put pressure on them. Um, Grant, can you tell us just a couple of guys for UAB fans to look out for um, on the defensive side of the ball for Marshall this this Saturday? Well, a couple of guys that uh, that. UAB fans will will be able to note pretty quickly. One uh, is defensive end Kobe Cumberlander, high energy guy uh, coming out of high school was, was a highly touted guy, at Michigan State commit at one point, and uh, and ended up coming to Marshall, and has really been a leader among that defense. And he's also a guy that's going to be called on to force the play back inside. I know you know UAB last year uh, used a lot of stretch runs against Marshall and and was able to get to the edge, and he's athletic enough that he'll be able to force those plays back inside. Now, obviously, um, you know, UAB does a great job with their blocking scheme, and and uh, Marshall still has to tackle McBride within the, you know, within the in- interior as well, which is a load in itself, especially with Marshall having athletic and somewhat undersized guys. But right. uh, Umberlander is a guy. Sam Burton's another guy uh, at the defensive end spot. Owen Porter is a guy on that defensive front and the interior, you know, guys like TJ Johnson, uh, Jamari Edwards, Jamari Edwards is a guy that was expected to have a much bigger uh, presence this season, Uh, came off a a year in which he was pretty dominant last season and things just really haven't clicked as well for him uh, within the the new scheme this year. Uh, And he's trying to find himself and what better time for him to find himself than, uh, you know, this week against UAB. So, uh, those are some guys to look for, and, and Marshall's linebackers are also a very solid group. Uh, Abraham Boplan uh, and Eli Neal really are the anchors of that defense from the second level. Um, and if there's one guy that has really been pivotal in terms of turnovers and, and creating havoc, it's been safety Corey McCoy, who sort of has a nose for the football. Uh, got beat on a run last week at FAU, 
but circled back and chased down Johnny Ford and was able to strip him when he tried to make a cut back inside for a bigger gain and, and recovered the fumble. So that's another guy to look for. And uh, there's plenty of playmakers, but uh, at the end of the day, whenever you're trying to get off blocks from a very, very good UAB uh, offensive front, that, that's that's where the rubber meets the road. And, and it's going to be a fun uh, battle to watch as we get there on Saturday. Definitely. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, another championship atmosphere in Huntington this yes. Saturday. Uh, looking forward to it. I know, I know both teams are, you know, both teams have showed that they can be dominant, but also both teams this year have shown that they can be vulnerable. You know, UAB against Rice, you know, Marshall's, you know, a game at middle. So, um, I, you know, I, I expect a really good game this Saturday. And I, I know that you know, both coaching staffs uh, respect each other. And I believe, uh, you know, in Huff's presser this week, he said that, I mean, he wasn't knocking anybody else, but I believe he said that Dwayne McBride was probably the best running back that they faced all year, you know, at least so far in the season. Yep. So the respect is definitely seems to be mutual on both sides. Uh, so uh, looking forward to it this Saturday at 2.30. And, guys, um, like I said, you know, if you're not following Grant on Twitter, uh, definitely give him a follow. It's uh, at Grant Trailer. And check out his work. You know, he just mentioned that he should be dropping a piece soon. Um, you guys might be listening to this episode Thursday morning, so it might already be out. But definitely go to herald-dispatch.com, uh, and um, it should be on there for you guys to check out. Um, or I'm sure Grant's going to post it, you know, on his Twitter account, and we'll retweet that as well from our account. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. But, Grant, uh, thank you, man, so much for taking some time out this evening to talk with me. Well, thank you very much, and uh, everybody be safe getting up to Huntington. Enjoy the game this weekend. Definitely. And, guys, uh, Steve and I will be back just a couple days following the Marshall game to give you guys a reaction episode to the UAB Marshall game. But, as always, guys, stay safe and go Blazers.